Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Joachim. Frenchie is here. We are going to talk F1. We are going to talk IndyCar. We are going to talk some news. Both have races this weekend. IndyCar is on USA and Peacock. I've been told I have to make it clear that it's on both. So that's the only time I'm doing that. And happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Go watch racing with your dad if you can. I don't know if my parents are going to be home this weekend. I don't I don't know when they get back. So I don't know if I can accomplish the thing I just asked everybody else to do. So Home Alone for the post Mike Jogum <laughs> edition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have a trivia question for you first. Now, this one, it's not necessarily racing related. It's more Indiana related, but I saw it. I want to see if you can guess it's it's like kind of obvious but kind of not obvious so we're going to go back a hundred years before i was born before there were race cars indiana had its first indianapolis had its one of its first baseball teams can you guess what the baseball team was called think indiana um the hoosiers yeah okay that makes sense, but yeah. So, what I mean, that was obviously before MLB existed. Yeah, I don't know what it was called back then because there were like four or five different leagues at the time, but it was on some baseball podcast I listened to on my way home from work every day. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And it's kind of ironic since we're about to talk IndyCar the next morning. So, Trivia has nothing to do with racing today and everything to do with Indiana. So we'll do F1 news, and then we'll talk briefly about Montreal's this weekend, right? I'm so out of touch. Yeah. Okay. Remember I sent you that Michael Schumacher onboard video yesterday in honor of Grand this weekend? That Correct. Go watch that. We posted it with PLP. It's, I don't know. I, I love onboard videos. I'm a nerd, but I don't know. I didn't know. Oh you, oh, you didn't? Because I send you them all the time. Uh, I wonder if Sarah actually watched it when I sent it to her. She didn't react, so I don't think she I did. doubt it. No, yeah. no. One note, I, I would say there is a 5% chance Sarah watched the video. It's like a minute and 45 seconds. It's mm-hmm. worth your time, but... Yeah, no chance. Lame. But yeah, we have news. News-wise. Um, let's see. There's not that much news, but... There's a couple of interesting things. The first one that I'm going to bring up is the funny one that I found. Not well, funny in a sad way. Um, James Valls, who's now the team principal of Williams, revealed that some of like the facilities at Williams are 20 years out of date. <laughs> so our talk about like whittling for a long time and that you guys brought up, you know, back before I was even on the show is actually more accurate than you might think. Yikes. All right. Well, that's embarrassing. I mean, good for him for maybe getting it out there will help kind of spur management along to or ownership along to whatever. But yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I That's not good. But they have what's what's the investment thing that bought them again called? Dor- um, Doralton. Yeah, Capital. Doralton. <laughs> I don't know why that name's funny to me, but <laughs> it just sounds like a fraud. But but allegedly a fraud. I don't want to say anything bad about Doralton. We don't um, get sued. Yeah, exactly. But 
I thought they bought into the team so they could throw money at it. So maybe it's time to update your 20-year-old facilities. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like when they when they took Albon's car off on the crane and was at Spain, you saw like how the floor of that car is like flat and doesn't have any sort of aerodynamic components built into it. <laughs> yeah. Like what what are we doing? What's at like the bottom of a Hot Wheels car? Yeah, even Ferrari <laughs> has tried harder than that. <laughs> yep. Oh well, Williams. We're I'm I've always been a fan of Williams, so I have faith. But it's, I just had to bring this up because when I saw this, it was sad yet not surprising. But I mean, how can not necessarily you, but like how can Williams fans like actually have faith? Because even Doralton's been around for a couple years now. They've clearly not attempted to put any actual money into improving the team. They're just taking whatever you know general value enhancements formula one has given them over the last couple of years and you know nothing has changed the car still sucks the facilities are still old and getting older and it's you know they're not any farther up the grid you know they're not totally embarrassing like they were a couple of years ago but they're not good no it's true i have more faith in them as an organization than i do ferrari though Hmm. I would say no. I would disagree. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I'm blinded by my fandom. Of I think so. Them when I was a kid, I think I think so. Um, speaking of Ferrari, though, they won Le Mans. So Charles Leclerc says he would love to race at Le Mans after seeing a Ferrari victory. And here's his quote: "For sure, one day in my life, I want to tick that box. And when will it be? I don't know." And then he basically just goes on i'm extremely proud of what ferrari has done today it's been crazy so um when i watched the video of him being interviewed of this i could see the jealousy of just like oh yeah yeah so af corsa i guess is who kind of ran the operation for ferrari right yeah i think they should take over the f1 team yeah i yeah Agreed. For, listen, and when I said Ferrari is like better run than Williams, I'm not saying by a lot. Like on a scale of one to ten, Williams is like a one point five, and Ferrari is like a one point eight. Like Ferrari doesn't. Yeah, they are. They might be even worse than they were last. Maybe maybe Harry Potter wasn't the issue with Ferrari. <laughs> oh man, we should have him on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we aren't significant enough for for Harry, but I am going to try. Definitely not. I mean, I have tried before. Okay, Clearly so it did not work. You you tried to Well, if you called him Harry Potter, I I imagine that's why you didn't want to be on the show. <laughs> did not actually call him Harry Potter. Um okay, so did you see this thing about uh, Jeremy Clarkson what he did with Alpine? Oh, no. no, no, it was good. It was good. Okay. He, he didn't say anything controversial. I mean, he he likes to do that, but um, he essentially tweeted during the Monaco race that, come on, Alpine, I'll buy you all a pint if you get a podium here. And then obviously Ocon got a podium in Monaco. Yeah. Um, and so he literally brought like an entire trailer full of beer. And there's a picture here that I'm showing you uh, on the video, but people can go look it up. 
the entire team got like he has a beer called Hawkstone or Hawkstones. Okay. okay. And so he he brought his beer and like actually made good on his little bet there. And so it was cool. right. this little video of him actually like kind of walking up to the car and putting a little sticker of Hawkstones on it. So I don't know if that's actually going to be on the car from now on, if it was just a joke and kind of a publicity thing, but right. I thought it was cool. And there's, yeah. you know, it was neat that he went and did that. All right. That's cool. I did. I did like very briefly see that and then forgot about it when, until you just brought it up. So yeah. I love your first reaction was that he did something offensive. <laughs> am i wrong though <laughs> yeah i mean he generally likes to say controversial things but no this was good he okay. was fine right. fair enough okay so good news we have here and one thing that i will actually words here muhammad ben salam says for his plans oh, no. in the future one thing i would like to see is very clear we need a lighter car I believe this is better. I come from motorsport where lighter cars are safer and they won't use the same amount of fuel. It will be hard to achieve, but everybody wants it. So I'm pushing because I come from rallying where nothing is worse than having a heavy car. And Stefano Domenicali says the same thing, that basically there's a debate about the weight and the hybrid engines, the batteries, the weight's getting higher. And that's something yeah. that's not really the nature of F1. So it's a topic for discussion in the future. Yes, we need uh... this to happen. We do need it to happen, but will it actually happen is the question I want to know. Uh, and yeah. Like, we can, we can say we want all these things, but, you know, instead, are we just going to get, like, extra downforce and, you know, a car that's even longer than it already is? That's true. They need to shrink the wheelbase, too. Yeah. But it, they're 200 kilograms less than the, or 200 kilograms heavier than the cars in like 2008 were, I guess. And 200 kilograms is about 440 pounds. It's not a ton in the grand scheme of things, but it is, you know, not insignificant either. It's a lot, but yeah, I mean, if you cut 200 kilograms, can you imagine how much faster these things would be again? Because I think they have more horsepower than they did. A lot more. Yeah, they almost have to. Otherwise, there would be zero passing even with DRS. Yeah, you're right. So, hey. We've gone in completely the wrong direction. Yeah, well, maybe they'll fix it. But I, like I said, I I praised Mohammed Ben Salam for actually recognizing the fact that we need lighter cars. But as you then very aptly or you know, perceptively mentioned, uh, <laughs> will it actually happen? Probably not. Or, you know, it, the, like I have doubts, so I don't want to give him too much credit here. Yeah. I mean, time will tell. And, you know, it's a good first step, but we can talk and talk and talk. If nothing happens, then we're just talking for the sake of talking. And yeah, and the FIA is really good at that. Yeah, we do that every week. So we don't need the <laughs> FIA to do that, too. Good point. All right. Um, last little bit of news before we get to the times and pre um, previewing Canada is. So I I don't know if I mentioned this. Maybe I did. I think we talked about this previously, but Daniel Ricardo is going to do this alternate F1 TV coverage on ESPN two, like this alternate oh, yeah. 
telecast yeah. with um Will Arnett, which sounds interesting. And so they're gonna do that. It'll run parallel to the regular race coverage. And I don't know. He here's his uh quote about it. This is going to be a hoot. As you'd expect, Will and I are going to have some fun with the show, but we're hoping it just feels like you're watching F1 with your mates. We'll have some amazing guests, plenty of laughs, and with some luck, bring fans another step closer to the sport I love so much. Buckle up, America. So it's it's for United States specifically yeah. that they're doing this. So sorry to all our international listeners, um, but you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of talk about this, and people will either love it or hate it. Oh, and I'm sure we'll hear all about it on social media come Monday after the first time they appear. Is it this weekend? Is their start? Did you say, or is it? Yeah, no, Coda? this weekend in Canada. Okay, doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I will probably watch. I will probably DVR that broadcast because it's on at the same time, partially as the IndyCar race, and mm-hmm. I'm going with the more exciting race on live TV on Sunday because. And, you know, now that I just jinxed that, like Road America will be like abnormally dull or something like that. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of racing this weekend. I guess is there more than just F1 IndyCar and NASCAR? I don't know, but that's a lot for one day. Yeah, I guess so. Now so, that we've given up on Formula E, I don't even know when they're racing anymore. I I honestly I look at Formula E news every once in a while and I just don't care anymore. I tried. Same. Oh, I tried really hard and I convinced yeah. you for a while to get into it and we watched a lot of races. And yeah, it's too it's the, too bad. The, between the TV coverage, the weird times that they race, the zero promotion on social media and the new cars that were supposed to make racing more exciting. And have done quite the opposite. I just really have no interest in it right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I honestly, I never thought that the previous car would be better. I really did not expect that because these new cars are, I think, a lot lighter. And they have a lot more power. And they're just smaller. But no, they somehow ruined it. I don't know. Whatever. Let's get to the times for Canada and then we'll preview the race. Um, So practice one is friday at 1 30 p.m eastern time followed by practice two at 5 p.m practice three is saturday at 12 30 p.m followed by qualifying at 4 p.m and then the race is at 2 p.m on sunday all right solid prediction time yeah, I'm just pulling up the sorry, I'm pulling up the F1 standings here to to remember who's in Formula One after a week off. So <laughs> yeah. who is having a good weekend? Good weekend. Let us say that hmm, this is it. I'm gonna say that Lance Stroll's gonna have a good weekend at home. Okay. All right. I will take. Hmm. That's that's a that's a good one to take. I will take. Let's let's say let's Charles Leclerc has a has a a, a good solid podium weekend. Okay. I I don't care. I was having a bad weekend. Who is the first? 
non-Red Bull driver on the starting grid come Sunday afternoon. So who is qualifying likely, you know, third or see, that's the funny thing is I could see Sergio Perez qualifying like twelfth. Or yeah, but like he did that up. he he did that last race, so he's bound for a recovery qualifying effort. Is he though? I don't know. He seems to be on a bad run of form where I think the pressure was getting to him of trying to fight for the championship. So Okay, let's make it this. Will Sergio Perez qualify P2? I say yes. Okay, I say no, so that's perfect. Okay. I have my doubts in Sergio. I think he's gonna be replaced pretty soon, but I don't know. I, I don't I think he's a good driver, but I don't know. I don't even think he's the number two that like a Rubens Barrichello was or, you know, David Coulthard, like some of the guys that were pretty good number twos that were actually, I don't know, I'd say more competitive than he is. Yeah. Maybe, all right. maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, th- I think Red Bull, like he's doing enough for Red Bull to be like, all right, you're not actually a threat to Max Verstappen, but you're generally better than most of the other you know, drivers we could put into the seat so okay, it's gonna be got, yuki <laughs> yeah. that's all the rumors that we keep hearing hey there my name is michael laminato and this is pit pass f1 a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport from monaco to miami and australia to azerbaijan pit pass f1 is on the ground and has you covered Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... You're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. So, yeah, all right. What else prediction-wise should I come up with here? Who is, who, who is going to plow into the back of somebody else on lap one? Hmm. Nick DeVries. 
Okay. I am going to say George Russell because I think he's like one of the worst drivers on the grid this year. That might be a hot take, but yeah. I'm not going to question that because as people know, we're not huge fans of George, just his personality in general. I am not going to doubt his driving talent, but yeah, yeah he, he annoys us both. So maybe that is a hot take, but we used to crap all over. Who do we used to crap all over? Lance most of the time. And yeah. And Latifi, I, so. I guess, even but it, not for his personality, for his driving. And then Mazepin, obviously, was someone that we used to dump on. But hey, we're done pretty much. We I don't think we've made fun of Lance at all, really, this year, because there's been no reason to. Yeah, I know. I think he's had like one race where we've been like, eh, that wasn't so good. But for the most part, he's been pretty stay. He hasn't qualified great every race, but he's been solid. Okay, so let's move on from that. on the radio. Like, he hasn't been whining as much. Maybe that's yeah. why we're not making fun of him. Remember, <laughs> there's like that noise that he made that one time. Do you remember that? Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like had a tantrum. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay, IndyCar time. We had, do we have any IndyCar news? Yeah, just the one thing from our buddy Jack Banyan at the race. Um, yeah, go ahead. He had an exclusive interview with Mark Miles that said, basically, I, I guess he asked him kind of what the schedule is going to be like in 2024. And Mark's quote was, if I take your question literally, will anything be new? I'd say it's more likely than not as to where and how many it's a work in progress. And the discussions include more than one option outside of the U S so they expect to get their calendar out in August. And apparently obviously the Argentinian track is being considered um and then there's something interesting that he basically said about brazil might be a possibility uh so you know we'll see i don't know if it's going to be one new track and it's going to be one of those or we're going to see something added in the u.s they keep mentioning milwaukee i somehow don't think that's going to happen because those rumors stopped really swirling around but who knows yeah i it's a good article. I am so skeptical of anything like this because it's not the first time we've heard it. And it's not to say they're not trying. It's just, you know, is it really going to happen? We'll see. Yeah, I could see Argentina. I could see, like, maybe, what was that place? Thermal Club. Like, maybe they do some sort of non-points yeah. thing at Thermal Club and Argentina. Or maybe, <laughs> would be like, the lamest ones if they yeah. did that. I want to see maybe, a real new race. Maybe I don't think that's happening. Maybe Milwaukee. I don't know. I'm less keen on Milwaukee happening. I just it's I don't know why. Just a gut feeling. And or it could just be, hey, you know, we are. You know, maybe Nashville because the football stadium will be under construction next year. You know, maybe it's a new city Nashville course and like, yes, taken literally, Mark Miles is not lying if we go somewhere different in Nashville next year. He is telling the truth. He's stretching the truth, but he's still telling the truth. So I'm skeptical just because the last, you know, 10 years, how many times have we heard, oh, we're going to Surfer's Paradise and we're going to Cuba and you, you know, we're, <laughs> we're racing we're racing in Alaska and all this stuff that like sounds really cool and never happens. 
Damn, what a Debbie Downer approach that you have there. It's more realistic, but I was trying to get everyone excited because Jack's article was good and it made me optimistic. Yeah, optimistic host went out the window like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so I think that's pretty much it as far as I can think of for IndyCar news. That's the problem. I mean, we we had like some big news last week with the whole RHR Connor thing. And yeah, that was I don't expect anything to really happen again until silly season starts to to heat up. Yeah, and I think we're not far off from that. I think, you know, July, we should see it. Another thing, they want the schedule to come out in August every year. The schedule always comes out on or right after Laguna at the end of the year. So yep. let's not hold Mark Miles and IndyCar to August. That's not being negative. That's sometimes these things take longer than they want, even if they do happen. And I'm proven wrong for the, you know, 740,000th time on a recording okay so we are at road america we have a nice weather weekend it looks like in the average state of wisconsin go get your cheese curds and we can make predictions so let's see there's 27 cars we'll do similar to like the new garden one we did for detroit where will ryan hunter ray finish and we will say we'll do an over under here, but we'll set it a little bit lower. Seventeenth. Hmm. I I'm gonna say I think over, but not very much over. Like I could see him finishing thirteenth to fifteenth. I am gonna take under, like a lap down sort of thing, and it's maybe not necessarily his fault. Maybe it's you know the pit crew has a bad stop or he just gets unlucky or something, but I think he will help out Renus VK. Okay. Let's see who is going to struggle this weekend. Um, Stingray Rob. I didn't realize he's fully in last place in the championship. And his best result so far this season is 18th. So, yeah, I think that's going to continue. All right. I am going to take a driver that everybody is probably going there to root for that we know in Joseph Newgarden. I think he, I don't know, just a gut feeling. Not a gut feeling, just a hot take. And this race, there's usually not a ton of caution in this race. I know last year... The last year, two years ago, when New Garden had the gearbox issue, like on that late restart that allowed Man. that allowed hello, hello right. to win. Yeah. So we're going to skip that. And I have one, actually. I rarely okay. think of a, a prediction, but I have one. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Are we going to see a similar thing that we've seen in the past where it's one of those like somebody runs out in front and dominates by like 10, 20 seconds? Ooh, yes, because that is a road america thing you know rossi won by 19 seconds or something like that a couple of years ago there so 2018 or 2019 so yeah yeah i'm saying yes okay i wanted to say yes but i'm just gonna say no because <laughs> i'm gonna be different so um yeah i'm gonna say that we have a close finish i don't know what's gonna happen you know like i can't predict it but 
yeah, we'll, we'll see. All right. Well, we have one last thing on the hot seat. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to pull up my IndyCar standings. I looked at it before to, to get an idea here. All right. We'll rattle back and forth. Give it like a very short why so we don't spend too much time here. And then write this down and we'll look at it like throughout the season to see how good we are feeling. Who is your first driver that is on the proverbial hot seat and might struggle to keep his ride at least for next year? Elio. Okay. Why? Um, I just think he's been very unimpressive and uninspiring except for the 500. And there's been all this talk of Tom Blomquist coming into yeah. the the seat there. And we don't know what's going to happen with their IMSA team just based on all that Honda mess. Yep. So I think they're going to look for a place to keep Tom in the team. And Elio will just be a 500 only. And, you know, I think he'll be fine with that at this point. Okay. I'm taking Devlin. Okay. He's kept the car a little bit cleaner this year for sure. But true. Doesn't have any top tens. Don't he might have like a top fifteen finish this year? So uh, no. Oh yeah, actually yeah, he has two. He has thirteenth and twelfth in the last two races. Okay. So again, this one is all about if the money is there. You yeah. Know, if if Papa Di Francesco is is able to foot the bill, then then I can see it coming back. But so I'll put him like third on my on my rankings. Okay, who's up next? Okay. Um I feel like this one's pretty obvious, unfortunately, but I just think Jack Harvey's been on the hot seat for a while. Because again, he had he has had the pretty unspectacular performance with Ray Hall. And I think they're just looking at replacing him with somebody else like a I don't know, what was his name again? What's the guy who Yuri Vips? Yeah, I was gonna say drop the racial slur, but yep, he, he you <laughs> yep. knew what I was talking about. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, fair. I'm going with Stingray. I've been okay. pretty, you know, kind of like you said in your prediction, pretty uninspiring start to the year. Don't see too much buzz going around with, with him in the car. And I know there's been a few things that have happened behind the scenes that have left the team or certain people on the team, I should say, at least a, a little frustrated. Okay. Who's Ooh. your, who's Spicy. up first? Um, uh, okay. Or next, sorry. Who's up next that's gonna be on the hot seat? You know, I think this one's obvious too, and I don't know if he's going completely out of IndyCar, but I think Felix is losing that seat. I don't think he's coming back regardless of his results. And so I don't know if he'll get picked up somewhere else. I mean, maybe Ray Hall replaces him or replaces yeah. Jack Harvey with Felix or something, but yeah, I think Felix is been on the hot seat and unless he gets a win or something i mean he got a podium obviously in detroit which was was good drive and i think he's been good i mean he's in 10th but i don't know pato and alex are in fifth and sixth and he's in 10th so i don't know i think he's just got to stop basically doing what he he does and that is qualifying quickly and then just kind of falling apart in the race. Some of it's not his fault, but yeah, you know, he's more impressive than his results have shown, I think, over his time in IndyCar. And 
it's frustrating yeah, been to a, see that. Been an awesome qualifier. It just hasn't translated oh, yeah. into the race. Charles Especially Leclerc? this year. Oh, yeah. sorry. We're talking about Felix. Yeah, confusing. I know. <laughs> I really want to take like a hot take here, like Marcus Erickson or something. That is not my pick, by the way, but I don't, <laughs> I don't. It just doesn't. It, Alex Alone. Yeah, right. And like, <laughs> this doesn't work. So I am taking Renus VK. I think. Oh, okay. Shots are kind of fired with with Connor being taken out of the seat, but VK is over the last couple of years is infinitely more successful than than Connor has been on a not so good team. But he's been pretty not good since he broke his collarbone last summer. So if Ryan Hunter Ray comes in and Rena CK doesn't improve, he's 15th in the standings now, which isn't terrible, but does he have a top 10 this year? I'm I'm looking one. now. He has one top 10 this year and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. After At he Indy. crashed into Polo. <laughs> right. So like Indy doesn't even, uh, Indy for the sake of this discussion, like almost doesn't count because we he's know gonna they're going to be right there. At Ed Carpenter because of his Indy qualifying and results is what I think. <sighs> Right, but I mean, that's, if that's if Connor if Connor finished eighth and couldn't keep his ride, why is Reynas keeping his ride? You can't use that same justification then. I don't know. I think because Connor has been around, like he's much older, and we've seen him have a lot of shots. I mean, Reynas, yes, has been an IndyCar for I don't even know how many years it's been now. It, it seems like it's been a long time. It's been what this is his fourth season, but yeah, I don't know. He's had a win. Connor never got a win in however many seasons. So I think yeah. that does a lot for, he definitely has the last win that Ed Carpenter had. When's the last, before that, was it Joseph that won a race for them? Had to be. Yeah. Let me look. I, I bet it is. Renus won 2021 at the IMS road course. And then before that, Joseph won in 2016 at Iowa for Ed Carpenter. Right. Oh yeah. That was right after he broke his, his wrist or whatever collarbone and before that mike conway in 2014 oh boy that's how far we're going back all right well that's all we got enjoy all the racing this weekend watch it on whatever channel it's on you don't get any more reminders from us and we'll be back next week to talk about it Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.